Well, just before I give the talk, just some like general, um, uh, just just some general points, uh, just to utilize well your time because it's a time completely given to God. So when you have free time, it's important, like you know, to be in an atmosphere of prayer, of um, put yourself in the presence of God. Yeah, and um, um, you know. Uh, just uh, open your heart, um, pray, and um, uh, offer your, your your lives up to the Lord. There's another book that could help you as well. Um, when, uh, I don't think we have it here, but we have a good selection of books there at the back. Um, but uh, in order to meditate um, the passages of the Bible, um, one book that's it's excellent for uh, to meditate better the the word of God and this this uh, the uh, um, gospels is a book called Poem of the Man God by Maria Valtorta. You probably heard of it, so I mean, if you if you come across it um, or if you have it in your home, it's good to take it out, reread it, um, because it like you know it helps you to enter into the spirit of the the gospel and like you know everything all the emotions and the feelings that Jesus and our lady and saint joseph lived uh, during the time of um of jesus life can you hear me well there at the back yeah you can yeah okay some of you half are half asleep you've no <laughs> There's another a point that I didn't mention, like, you know, when I talked about, like, holiness. I think uh, another uh, excellent way of, like, you know, uh, making progress in holiness is consecration to Our Lady. Yeah, that's a, a segun, according to uh, St. Louise de Montfort. Like, while you're here as well, like, you know, write down your feelings um, on your notebooks. Yeah, you can also, like, a, 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 um, d direct a a letter to God or to Our Lady, yeah? You say, Dear God, and you start off, you know, your 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 feelings, like, you know. And um, you have to realize as well that, you know, the spiritual exercises are normally done over one week or two weeks or a month. So, I mean, like, you know, here we have, like, a weekend. And it's like, you know, we're, uh, the... Uh, the different, like, you know, it's a uh, spiritual exercise according to St. Ignatius is kind of very hard to compact that into one weekend. The ideal situation would be to have at least one week. Yeah, but I mean, un unfortunately, it's not, um, uh, we can't do it because of like, uh, you all have like a lot of commitments, you have your family commitments, your work commitments and so on. But um, so like what we're offering you uh, this weekend, myself and Brother Henry, is kind of like a super sandwich <laughs> of a spiritual exercise. So I'm putting in the, the ham today for you. <laughs> Later on, Father Henry will put on some pickles and cheese. <laughs> so I mean, like Father Henry today, like he talked to you about like your sin and hell. So they mean a sin, hell, uh, the and also like we say the... Um, you know, thinking of reflecting about the afterlife, the judgment of God, heaven, um, uh, you know, all of these meditations form a very central part to this spiritual exercise. There are three, there are some questions now that I'm going to give to you as well as uh, an orientation uh, in order for your reflections. And the questions are, are, the, are the following. 
if I remember them. <laughs> um, the first question is, um, who am I? Well, you all know your name, yeah? You know where you're from and so on. But you have to ask it more deeply as a Christian, like, you know, who, are, who am I? What am I doing for God? And what ought I, ought I do for God? If there's any of you that don't understand anything I say, just raise your, quest, uh, raise your hand if you want me to repeat anything. I hope none of you are deaf. <laughs> so like when you ask these questions, like, you know, you can say to yourself, like, you know, oh, what am I doing for God? Well, you could say to yourself, well, I've practically done nothing for God or I'm very, very cold in my faith. I realize that, but it's never too late. You know, you can leave this retreat like, you know, um, on fire and like, you know, with a greater uh, commitment to we say, please God and live a more virtuous life. Because the objective of the uh, spiritual exercise is to lead you on a path of holiness, uh, because that's the only path, like, you know, that's truly authentic. Yeah. So, I mean, these are just like, you know, pointers for the moment. Yeah. So I'm going to enter into now the, the, the meditation. The meditation that I'm going to direct you for today is on the passion of Christ. Yeah. You can jot down uh, the following, John uh, chapters 18 to 19, and Luke 22 to 23. Later on afterwards, if you desire to like meditate further, you can read those, or, well, either one, the, the, both of those uh, gospels, uh, like deal with the, the passion of Christ. Well, either, I mean, the passion of Christ is in all of the, um, <clears throat> the gospels, but you can choose whichever, um, towards the end of any of the four Gospels, you can, um, for your choice. So we're talking about the conspiracy against Jesus, the Passover, the Last Supper, the agony of Jesus in the garden, Jesus before Pilate, Jesus sentenced to death, the scourging at the pillar, Jesus carries his cross, the crucifixion and death of our Lord. I'm going to read to you very briefly, um, in, um, in St. Luke's Gospel, um, chapter 22, um, verse uh, 39. Uh, we're talking about the agony of Jesus in the garden. The going out, he went, uh, then going out, he went as was his uh, custom to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples followed him. When he arrived at the place, he said to them, pray that you may not undergo the test. After withdrawing from a stone's throw from, uh, from them and kneeling, he prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. Still not my will, but yours be done. And to strengthen him, the, an angel from heaven appeared to him. He was in such agony and he prayed so fervently that his sweat became like drops of blood falling on the ground. When he rose from prayer and returned to his disciples, he found them sleeping from grief. He said to them, why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you may not undergo the test.
we're seeing here, we are meditating and try to enter into the scene where Jesus is in the garden and he's like undergoing, we say, a terrible anguish, tension, um, uh, a mental tension, a uh, fear. Uh, it's all completely unbearable. He breaks out in the sweating blood, which is kind of an extreme case of distress. Uh, I'm reading at the moment uh, a, a book on the, the the on the civil war in Rwanda. Uh, probably some of you have heard of a, a woman called um, Imakule Igabatsia. I don't know if that's I'm pronouncing well her her surname, but basically she was a survivor a survivor of the civil war, and she talks about how she was. Uh, I think it was a period of like three months. She was like you know. Uh, locked inside in a, uh, a toilet, like a very, very small, like we say, bathroom, I should say. And it was a, um, there was a six women inside there and um, they were living there, where, where they were uh, staying there all the time, uh, in hiding from the uh, uh, Hutsu soldiers. Because I mean, they, they, they get, the war was against the Tutsis and Hut, uh, Hutus. The Hutus were like, you know, uh, uh, massacring, like, you know, we say all the Tutsis. And so like she describes there very vividly, like the mental anguish and the, the, the torture, if you like, <laughs> the fear that she undergo, that she, she underwent, like, but the other women there, they couldn't speak. I mean, they, whatever they did speak, there was true signs. But I mean, they were living in some like uh, in, in a very, very tense situation because there was one moment like where the soldiers arrived and they were looking through the house, you know, for the um, for uh, for um, for the for this woman because she knew she was like uh, she was in the house, but they didn't find her because I don't know how they came across. I think it was concealed or whatever. In that moment, uh, she relates how like you know the the fear that she had like was an agonizing fear. And uh, she had, uh, she received in that moment a vision of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, like just above her head, where he came and he spoke to her. He told her not to fear. And, and uh, then uh, after that, <clears throat> she uh, like relates her story of like, you know, how she escaped from there and she went to uh, French quarters where they, uh, they, the, the, where the Tutsis uh, soldiers were and where she survived. But I mean, that's just one moment, like of many moments, like, you know, which she suffered, like, you know, terrible mental anguish and torture. She had another moment, like where there was a woman who was uh, the uh, Hutsi and she was outside the window. And she had a curiosity because she was the cleaner of the house. She realized that there was something going on because the uh, the the uh, the owner of the house like didn't allow her to enter into the uh, to clean the bathroom, yeah. So she stayed outside and she was like she tried at one stage to try and look in the window which is high up, in order to see were there people inside. They re but but she on but like thankfully like she was un unable to de detect that they were inside. So there was a lot of like, you know, different experiences where she had like, you know, terrible tension, terrible, like we say, uh, mental anguish, uh, fear, like to, to extreme. 
so Jesus like experiences this fear because he realizes that like uh, he's going to be like um, in a short period of time, people are going to come and take him out and like, you know, torture him brutally. Uh, and he's going to experience uh, a terrible, extreme violence against him. So Jesus sweats blood, which indicates this high degree of mental anguish and fear. Uh, but Jesus willingly embraces the cross to save us. One drop of blood of Jesus saved millions of lives. So uh, the trial of Jesus begins. Uh, all hell is present in order to um, unleash over the Son of Man the satanic rage. So we're talking here about, like we say, the the triumph of evil. Yeah, the triumph of the evil is kind of like present in the in the passion and death of our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, the so we see like Jesus before Pilate. I'll read you out some of the uh, uh, it's chapter twenty three of Luke's gospel. Jesus before Pilate. When the whole assembly of them arose and brought him before Pilate, they brought charges against him, saying, he f We found this man misleading our people. He opposes the payment of taxes to Caesar and maintains that he is the Messiah, a king. Pilate asked him, Are you a, uh, the king of the Jews? He said to him in reply, You say so. Pilate then addressed the chief priests and the crowds, I find this man not guilty. But they were uh, adamant and said, he is um, inciting the people with his teaching throughout all Judea from Galilee, where he began even to hear. Okay, then it goes on, it talks about like, you know, Jesus before Herod and later on the sentence of death. So we find like Jesus now in a situation where he's taken out from the Garden of Olives. He's been trained by Judas. He's taken out and he's like, you know, experiencing from that, uh, uh, that first moment, uh, like uh, the extreme torment of abuse is unleashed against him. And uh, he's now like, let's say, from going from one trial to another. In reality, there's no like, you know, say uh, authentic, we say accusation. Uh, um, against Jesus, but the with the Jews are the high priests are like, you know, moving other people to like, you know, paying them like to black um, to um, bribe them into with say, uh, with say, um, lying and may inventing stories in order to like, um, say, sentence Jesus because the the object is like, you know, to try and uh, with say, uh, satisfy the that hatred that they have for Jesus, especially the Jews, the high priests and the Pharisees. They had they cultivated, like we say, a, uh, they have in their hearts like a, an extreme hatred towards Jesus Christ because they they recognize that like he is. Uh, well, I mean, they have their positions of power in the, in the people and they don't want to lose that. Yeah. So Jesus is cruelly scourged, he's mocked, ridiculed, abused, uh, and hated to the extreme. Our Lady, uh, she was a witness to the, all the passion and um, the crucifixion of her son. You can think of the following, that the heart of our the Blessed Mother was pierced by a sword. Um, she suffered an interior martyrdom 
um, to an extreme because uh, the love of her life was Jesus Christ, her son. And you could imagine, for example, that if somebody very beloved of your family, son or daughter, mother, father, like if some like evil people like come here, like, you know, let's say, um, well, we can put ourselves in the, in the scenario. Like if if we if it's announced, like, you know, that there are some evil satanic people that are going to come here, they're going to beat us up, they're going to torture us. Well, we can imagine for the first, uh, they'll be here in an hour. We can imagine like, you know, the mental anguish that will cause all of us. We'd, in, we'd end up in panic. And we'd be asking Dolores like for a place to hide. <laughs> and uh, Dolores would probably die with a heart attack with, <laughs> with all the panic <laughs> that it would produce. But we'd have that all that mental language. If something happened, like you know, we say we were to witness, like we say, the torture and abuse, uh, severe torture and abuse of, we say, a, a beloved member of the family, that would be the most dreaded and uh, terrifying moment of our lives. Like these things, like have happened in the war in uh, Rwanda. They've happened, like you know, during the, the uh, Second World War uh, with Nazi Germany and the communist regimes, where you'd have, like you know, uh, soldiers coming into the houses, like you know, uh, d uh, destroying completely the houses, taking out the members of the family. You'd have, like you know, let's say acts of violence, of rape and torture, like in front of the other members and uh, sometimes in front of the children. Terrifying things. So you have, imagine now the mother of God, like she, um, she has this like um, a very powerful love for her son, Jesus Christ. And she has to witness like all this like taunting, the mockery, the ridicule. And she has to witness also this extreme violence where she like sees her own beloved son nailed to the cross. Your Jesus is completely innocent. He is the God of love, but she witnesses all that violence. So uh, St. Francis uh, of Assisi talks about like, you know, um, he says it wasn't the Jews or the Pharisees that um, nailed Jesus to the cross or crucified Jesus. It was ourselves. All of us can say that like we have been partakers of the, crucif uh, the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ through uh, because the reality is like when we sin, when we fall into mortal sin, we are like renewing, let's say, and in some aspect, like the passion of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are scourging him. We are nailing him to the cross. When uh, they were, we should be a people who are like the Veronica. Veronica wiped the face of Jesus. She consoled Jesus in a moment of extreme, let's say, tension. Like uh, the, uh, all Christians are called to imitate the uh, the example of Veronica and Simon of Cyrene, where he helped Jesus to carry the cross, to console Jesus. That's what we have to do. So the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ is the greatest proof of God's love for all humanity. Uh, everything that God the Father uh, desired to speak to humanity uh, has been revealed uh, through Jesus Christ. We, we know Jesus Christ like revealed, he talked to us in parables, he talked about the, the, uh, the kingdom of heaven and so on. But the greatest manif uh, manifestation of Christ, uh, of God's charity towards humani uh, humanity 
is in the lifting up and the Christ is raised up on the cross. Because everything that God, like, you know, have, uh, have, uh, desired to say to mankind is revealed in a way, is in the most elegant way uh, in, the, in the cross of Christ. Because it reveals to us that God is charity, that God truly loves us. And all humanity, like, you know, are contemplating uh, Jesus Christ uh, agonizing on the cross. Um, it's the, um, we, we're dumbfounded. We're stuck for words. Yeah. It's like in a situation, like, you know, where one is left speechless because, I mean, there's nothing to say. Contemplate now Jesus agonizing on the cross. We can see, like, Jesus, like, you know, he arrives in Calvary. He's there, like, stripped from his garments. Jesus Christ, uh, he, he, uh, in, uh, he wore this purple cloak, which was a symbol of mockery, uh, because he was, uh, well, you've seen the passion of Christ. You've seen how, like, you know, the wounds of Christ were open. Then you had, like, you know, this cloak put on, uh, on him. And, I mean, that cloak was, like, you know, we say, stuck to the wounds. Like when he was, uh, when he got arrived in Calvary, like, you know, that all of those, um, uh, those wounds were freshly opened again when they tore the, the cloak off him. Jesus now is the author of all purity, of all innocence, has to um, suffer the uh, terrible, agonizing, let's say, um, shame of being humiliated um, he is the author of purity, but he's there, like, you know, we say, uh, almost naked before uh, an angry mob, an angry crowd. Jesus had that power, if he desired, because, I mean, we can take the following, uh, um, think of the following, that Jesus is uh, cruelly uh, scourged in, in a... Let's um, say uh, by the orders of uh, um, Pontius Pilate, it's almost like a contradiction because, like you know, when you think that God is all powerful, um, God revealed like Jesus Christ revealed His power, majestic power, in a humble way, not in a say a vain, glorious way, that He was the Messiah. He had power over the elements. He had power over was in nature, he had power over demons, he had power over sicknesses. In the passion of our Lord, uh, in his passion, uh, he could have, if he desired in any moment, uh, you know, said, you know, given the order, let the earth open and let all those evildoers fall into the hole and let the, the, uh, let the hole close over and we'll all go home. Yeah, he could have done that, but I mean, that wasn't God's part. Uh, that was the, he realized that the, the, that the salvation that he had to complete was the cross. It's mysterious. And why the cross? Could it not be another, we say, other, let's say, other event, another way of dying or departing from this world without that, uh, we say, terrible reality of the cross? Um, uh, well, God knows best. We, we, very often we analyze um, God 
and we think that we maybe there's a probably a better way. But we can say that this sacrificial love is the highest manifestation of authenticity. It's the highest manifestation of uh, eloquence uh, from the cross of Christ, because we realize that the, that what Jesus preached in his life is the truth. He himself said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so when we contemplate uh, Jesus Christ agonizing the cross, it's, uh, he's agonizing, but he's forgiving his enemies. He, uh, he gives uh, all of humanity his mother. He says to his beloved disciple, St. John, uh, behold your mother. Then he says to our lady, his mother, mother, behold your son. Like Jesus is not there and is on his uh, the crossing. I'm suffering, like you know, you know, he's 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 uh, always like on an attitude of like giving to the last moment, forgiving, giving in a, an extreme charity, an extreme love, and so. Uh, Basically, the, the meditation is, is um, focused on how Jesus, uh, God, true God and true man, author of life, um, the creator of the heavens and the universe, um, reaches uh, one of the lowest points, let's say, in, in this world where he dies. It's like um, almost something like, you know, contra, it's almost something unbelievable that God, the God, the author of life, of all humanity, could uh, reach to a point of humiliation where he actually dies. But uh, Jesus died. Uh, his death was real. His death was uh, a death for each one of us. So basically, that, that's the, the nutshell of the meditation. It's important to focus in on the person of Christ. Try and visualize uh, Jesus like bathed in agony and wounds, yeah, in, but surrounded by his enemies, yeah, who are like even on the cross or mocking him, jeering at him, uh, asking him to come down. And... Um, uh, He's basically, his attitude is uh, one of forgiveness and uh, of love. I'll just read like maybe just one part uh, of the crucifixion. And with this, we can finish up. Yeah. It's on uh, chapter 23, uh, verse uh, 33, the crucifixion. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him and the criminals there, one on his right, the other on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. They divided his garments in, by casting lots. The people stood by and watched the rulers. Meanwhile, uh, sneered at him and said, he saved others. Let him save himself if he is the chosen one, the Messiah of God. Even the soldiers jeered at him. As they approached to offer him wine, they called out, if you are the king of the Jews, Save yourself. Above him, there was an inscription that read, This is the King of the Jews. Now, one of the criminals hanging there reviled Jesus, saying, 
are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. The other, however, rebuking him, said in reply, have you no fear of God? For you are subject to the same condemnation. And indeed, we have been condemned justly, for the sentence we received corresponds to our crimes. But this man has done uh, nothing criminal. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied to him, Amen. I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. We have here evidence of one of the first saints, one of the, the good, um, good thief who is like uh, repentant completely of his sin and making that act of faith. Well, as you know, the, the crucifixion uh, during the time of the Romans was reserved for the most uh, like hideous crimes. And it's, uh, so Jesus like, you know, undertook, um, you know, uh, he uh, voluntarily would say, um, suffered all that humiliation out of love for us. So we can think of the following, that Jesus goes to the cross to save us. Jesus, like, you know, before I have ever made any initiative towards Jesus, Jesus was thinking in each and every one of us. And he was, like, willing to suffer all those torments uh, in order to save us. Moreover, uh, Jesus will be willing to uh, undergo all that suffering again, not just one time or two times, but like a thousand times in order to save us. So this is uh, the reality of our faith. This is uh, part of um, this great mystery, which is the passion and death of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is important to visualize it. Ask, beg God for pardon for our sins. Beg God that he may give you the grace not to offend him through sin, especially like uh, mortal sin, and beg God that he may, uh, that we may all be converted into consolers, into saints, because the saints really console the heart of Christ. This, uh, all of this, like, you know, uh, pain and suffering that Jesus experiences, like in history, in, uh, in the history 2,000 years ago, he's, uh, all of this, like, pain and suffering is, um, is experienced daily through the uh, ingratitudes and sins of mankind. It's the great, uh, it's the mystery of our faith where we, Jesus continually suffers. He, he begs uh, mankind, especially through the Marian apparitions, to uh, return, to convert, to repent, to live in his grace. So we have this ideal opportunity now to uh, talk to him, to uh, enter into this mystery and ask him for his mercy, for his love.